0: Hey there! Welcome to the Back Porch and podcast. I'm your host, Jason Carr. Hey, for more information about me or to connect on social media, you can find me at legacynow.me. That's legacynow.me. Hey there! Welcome back or welcome to the. 14 podcasts. Uh, I'm Jason, I'm the host, and I'm on my back porch. Hey, I wanted to take a, uh, some time tonight to share something. I did a training recently for church, and uh, someone asked me recently, we were talking about the different types of people you find in a small group. I know that many of you who listen to this lead your own small group or have a small group, And so we were talking about just the different nuances of how to lead different students. And I was talking to a leader a couple weeks ago who had a situation. And um, I'm in a time of my life where I'm starting to realize I've been doing this for 25 years. And a lot of things come naturally to me now that I've just kind of figured out over time. And uh, I put words to it. I sat down and thought about it for a little bit and wrote down some, some words. So what I want to talk about is... Uh, super quickly but um, 10 types of people you might find in your small group and if you're in a small group my guess is you're probably one of these people and uh, I'm thinking specifically this was for students so if you lead adults maybe you'll find some common ground here but this is specifically if you lead a group of students uh, which is obviously an interesting time of life if you're discovering yourself and figuring out what life's all about so there's a lot of variables about this and what's funny to me Uh, before I get into this list is uh, some of the people that I would ascribe these things to maybe when they were 15 or 16 that might not be true of them now is they've gotten older or life has changed or whatever their personality has shifted a little bit and so it's funny to think about um, some of these people now some of these folks who were like this when they were teenagers are still this way which is cool. But uh, so just because someone acts a certain way now doesn't mean they're always going to be that way. You know that. That's true for you and me, too. Thank God. So uh, without further ado, here's a list of people you'll find in your small group and how to navigate it. Just a quick thought about how to navigate it. Um, The first one is the quiet one. Um, That's the person who never talks, who just kind of sits there and is they're active in group. They're there. They're just super quiet. And here's what I've learned. Uh, one respect it don't push it and two they hear everything you say they hear everything everyone says in fact the quiet one is one of the best person to get feedback from because they hear and see everything they're watching They're internal processors they're not verbal processors they're the ones who are thinking just because they don't talk doesn't mean they're not thinking they're not listening in fact it's usually the opposite they're always thinking and they're listening but I've learned to uh, respect that. And then there's times to ask them a question when it's appropriate, not make it awkward, just to give them a chance to give their feedback. And, and here's what's amazing about when the quiet one speaks, everybody listens. Because people just know, right? When uh, the quiet one speaks, it's it's fascinating. But the quiet one is a great part of the group. Don't make it awkward, celebrate it. And if you get some one-on-one time with them, encourage them. Go, hey, I love that you're part of the group. Thanks for listening. Thanks for engaging. Thanks for being present. Uh, And when you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to share every now and then. If not, that's super cool. Just glad you're here. Uh, The opposite of the quiet one is the talk too much one. The one that always has something to say. The one that answers every question. And there's a different version of this later. But um, the, the, the talk too much one, excuse me um it's fascinating I, i've dealt with that differently over the years sometimes well sometimes not uh, here's just a quick thought let them talk within reason give them some guardrails but they're verbal processors they need to talk they need to get it out that's how they process what they're thinking they don't process internally they process verbally so let them do it but also uh, when given time and relationship encourage them to do that wisely Encourage them. And sometimes when people talk too much, you have to say, hey, thanks, and then just move on. And uh, you validate it, but you don't encourage it, if that makes sense. And uh, the talk too much one is a fascinating thing to, to handle as a leader. Um, sometimes we deem the talk too much one as the leader, and that's not always true. Uh, we just think they're the leader because they always talk. But the talk too much one, that, it's a fascinating part of a group. And, and I've learned over the years, you got to let them talk. you got to let them get it out. At the same time, as a leader, you've got to do that wisely and create some guardrails for everyone else as well. The next one's the goofy one. And, and by the goofy one, I mean the kid that just has trouble uh, having a serious conversation. And the goofy one being the one that kind of uh, is screwing around a lot or not paying attention. Um, Here's the really fascinating thing about the goofy one for me. There's always a story, right? There's a story for you, there's a story for me. We act the way we act for a reason. Uh, what I've learned with a goofy one is sometimes they're goofy because they don't have a chance to be goofy anywhere else, and this is their chance to kinda hit that relax button, and that's interesting. But sometimes, um, you know, the goofy one brings a lot of fun to a group, and you need fun. We all need fun. Right, so there's a line there. So you want to encourage them. Again, be grateful that they're a part of the group. But when given the right opportunity in a relationship, look for an opportunity to to get to know them a little bit and invest in them and maybe start asking some questions. And uh, The goofy one knows they're goofy. They're not unaware of it, typically. But typically, they're goofy because sometimes I'm hiding behind something. Or other times, I'm just goofy. That's just my personality. And celebrate that. But the goofy one is a fascinating part of the group because they can sometimes take your conversation in a different direction real quick. And so as a leader, you've got to kind of pull the rope back and get, get everybody back on, on target. And that's sometimes not always easy to do. But the goofy one brings fun but also a challenge. Uh, the next one is the I'm just here. Uh, maybe their parents made them come or they just as part of what they do. But they're not fully engaged or just present right? They're just there. And, um, you know, I've seen God use that student in amazing ways over the years because they're hearing truth, they're experiencing community. My challenge for the, I'm just here student or person in your group is this, pray for good soil, pray for their heart regularly. Just pray that God would be They'd be listening to him, and he God would just continue to prod them and move them closer to him. And again, celebrate that they're there, and be glad that they're here in truth. They could be somewhere else. But the fact that they're there, take advantage of that and love them, and create the opportunity for them to see the wisdom of doing life in community. The next one I call the Steady Eddy. the... Uh, kid that's there every week, they have something to say. Um, Typically you might even think that's the leader of the group or one of the leaders of the group, which is usually true. Um, Gosh, you gotta love those steady eddies. You gotta value them and encourage them. Because over time, historically, you'll see your group get smaller. And if the steady eddies don't feel stability or don't feel value, they begin to wonder. Their faith begins to start thinking about things. And you got to love those steady eddies and encourage them and challenge them. Just keep encouraging them. Just validate them. Challenge them. Give them real-life application to what you're talking about and help them apply it. Those are the students you can text during the week and go, hey, just praying for you. You mentioned this or, hey, we were talking about this. Just want you to know I'm praying that for you this week. Those steady eddies are the, the backbone of your group. Uh, The next one is is different when I say this. It's the leader. And the leader is this. The leader is the person, uh, not always the most spiritually mature. I've made that mistake in the past. Um, The leader is the one that has a heart for the Lord and a heart for others. And it's obvious. And the question I would challenge you to ask for the leader is, how can I help you? Believe in them speak life into their life speak speak that into their life speak what you see hey I see you you're a leader man I need you I need you to step up and group and help out throw in conversation lead your friends the leader is the person that you look at and you go we could build a group around this person uh, we used to say back in the crusade days I know I've shared this before on the podcast that's a plane going over my house can you hear that oh wow, that's loud it's like right over my house life on the back porch friends And there it goes. All right. Um, The leader is uh, a massive part of the group. And the tendency and the challenge is sometimes you want to spend more time with the leader, and so you have to find that polarity. But investing in them typically has great fruit in the rest of your group. Uh, Over the years, uh, for me, it's been trying to find time to do coffee or one-on-ones and just kind of speak truth in their life, listen to them, validate them, uh, challenge them. And sometimes there's a challenge you can give your leader uh, in a smaller context than you could in the group context. So think about how you can come alongside and invest in the leader. Uh, The next one is uh, the follower. And that's the student who is, um, it's pretty obvious they just kind of follow everybody else. And um, in some cases that's a good thing. In other cases it's not. Their decisions sometimes reflect the group they're in. And so I would challenge uh, you if you have followers in your group. um, Now, that's not a bad word, it's not a negative word. Like, I want to be known as a follower of Jesus, that my life has been committed to following him. So follower is not a negative thing, but in this context, a follower is someone that might not be the first one to lead the way. And the challenge for the follower is challenging them to surround themselves with wise friends. And to put themselves in wise positions because if a follower is surrounding themselves with people who are making unwise choices, there's a really good chance that they're going to do it themselves. The leader, sometimes you can put in that group and they're going to make a difference. The follower might make a bad choice, and that doesn't mean a follower can't do that. But uh, the nature of a follower is I'm just going to, I'm not going to take the lead, I'm just going to do what our else was doing. And so challenge them to think about. Uh, That doesn't mean they shouldn't have non-Christian... That's not what I'm saying. But it's important for the follower to consider who they're sharing themselves with. And you don't want to call them that, obviously. (laughs) Um, But there's ways to think about how to have that conversation wisely. Um, The next one is the deep thinker. Gosh, I love these. Uh, I've had several in the groups over the years. Uh, One right now, I love him dearly. But, uh, gosh, the deep thinkers rarely accept... Is superficial they don't want the church answer they don't want the easy answer they're gonna ask why they're gonna ask what they're gonna ask how and when they decide something it's awesome because it's a conviction but to get there typically takes time and it takes thinking and if you have a deep thinker in a group full of like say goofy people uh, there's a weird thing that happens sometimes and so the deep thinker uh, sometimes you'll go, hey, that's a great question. Let's talk about that after group. Hey, I'll give you a call this week. And don't disenfranchise them. Don't push them away. Don't let them feel safe. Sometimes their questions are so good and so deep, it's not wise to hit the brakes and talk about it in a group. Sometimes it is. Sometimes the deep thinker throws something out there that everyone else is thinking. They just say it at a whole other level. Uh, the deep thinkers are awesome. You need them in your group for sure. They typically push your conversation to a way better place. But sometimes it can be challenging, right? Because the deep thinker might be thinking at a level their peers are not. And so you want to encourage them. You want to come alongside and, and again validate, hey, God's made you this way. I love that you think about stuff like that. Let's keep talking about it. I want you to know I value that in you and speak that into their life. Don't discourage them from that. Encourage them. Because those will be uh, people with deep conviction and they will have a a strong rock to stand on for the rest of their life of faith. Uh, The next one is the short attention span. Uh, I call it short attention span theater group. Um, It's more and more prevalent these days in the Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram story world we live in. Um, You have to celebrate the moments where they're engaged and you call it what it is and sometimes i've learned just as i've gotten older i just call it hey just need you to focus can you give me five minutes take a deep breath and when they goof off you kind of let it happen and then try to bring them back um but just call what it is and don't be frustrated with them love them and when they tune in validate it encourage it man that was awesome thanks for saying that appreciate you listening um What I've realized is sometimes I think the short attention span people aren't listening. They are in their own way because they're there for a reason. If they're coming and they're engaged, they're there. Body language might not show that. But, uh, again, typically short attention span people are fun and they bring some life to group. But you've got to, to navigate how do I deal with someone that looks like they're not paying attention and uh, that's a balance, right? It's a balance to figure out how to do that well. Uh, the next one is the always-have-an-answer person. Uh, gosh, uh, the kid that always has to raise their hand or have something to say. You know, that's not a bad thing. Um, I, I've learned over the years that the always-have-an-answer person um, typically has an answer because they're listening and they're engaged they their verbal processing or they want to share, and that's awesome. Sometimes if that person talks too much, the other people don't talk at all. And so the only thing I would tell you about the uh, the always-have-an-answer person, if, again, given time in a relationship to pull them aside and say, hey, uh, I so love that you share so much and I want you to keep doing it. I don't want you to sometimes be hurt if you say something and I move on because I want to get everybody involved. Or sometimes... If you wanna say something, ask them to think about it before they say it, and give everyone else a chance. And then they can say it, but give them a chance to be aware. And uh, there's times where you go, hey, I need you to talk. And if you get going, maybe everybody else will, but don't let them take over the group. Um, The last person is this. Um, Gosh, and this one is such a fascinating one, the newbie. Uh, If you have an open group, if you're in a church situation where new people come all the time, um, the challenge for the newbie is you have a culture, right? You have inside jokes. You have things you do. Say you do high lows every week. Hey, I want you to share your high and low every week. And everybody goes in a circle. They've never done that before. So when the newbie comes, you've got to always be aware and overly communicate the culture you've created. Hey, we this is a safe place. What we say here stays here. So we're gonna talk about some personal things here, and we're super glad you're here. But we need you to know, like, we are a safe place for each other, and we want to be able to share stuff with each other, and uh, give them an overview of the culture. But you, obviously, if you have an open group environment, you want them to come back. You want them to see value in doing life in community and to see the wisdom that we follow Jesus better together. And so, for the newbie, gosh, you just have to be aware, right? And if you're in an open group situation uh sometimes the newbie presents challenges there's some weeks where you've got to figure out how do we talk about this with this person here and that's just part of the part of how it goes uh but i've learned that gosh in open group places you want to celebrate that right you don't if you're having an open group environment where you just want people to feel safe to come you don't want it to be awkward And so you've got to think about that. And that's, again, a way where you could pull your leaders and your key steady eddies and people in the group and go, Hey, when these, if new people come, I need you to jump in and encourage them and welcome them and value them. And we want them to see the wisdom of what we're trying to do here. So quick run through the quiet one, the the talk too much one, the goofy one, the I'm just here one, the steady eddy, the leader, the follower, the deep thinker. The short attention span theater. they always have an answer person and the newbie. That's just a handful of different types of people we have in our small groups. And I want you to think about it if you lead a group. How do you deal with those circumstances? How do you deal with those personalities in a way uh, to help your group keep moving forward? Obviously, the goal of a group is forward progress. And all those people make it happen. But sometimes there's some awkward moments if we don't know how to deal with it. So my hope isn't just acknowledging that and talking about it and making you aware of it. It might be helpful for you as you think about leading your group or being a part of your group and celebrating the fact that we're all different and we're all following Jesus together and uh, God's made us different for a reason. There's different parts of the body that do different things. So I hope that's helpful for you. Just something to think about real quick as, as you consider small groups and uh, that's a big part of what I've done through my ministry for a long time, and that's a big part of conversations I have with people all the time. So, uh, if you need help with that or anything, uh, feel free to reach out to me. My social media contacts at the front end of this podcast. You can find me there. Hit me up. Let me know if I can help you with anything. Thanks again for listening to the podcast.